Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneur Series. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. This mini-series has been designed to shine the light on aspirational hustling entrepreneurs who have built successful purpose-driven businesses. Through their lens, you'll get an authentic insight into hustling with heart, leading with purpose, and the mindset tools they have used to overcome fear and make their dreams a reality. Are you looking for a clean beauty makeup that makes you look and feel your best without sacrificing your health or our planet? Then look no further than Lust Minerals, a high-performance mineral makeup that will change your skin, your life, and leave the planet in a better place. Lust Minerals Clean Beauty range is both affordable and high quality. Good health starts with Lust Minerals. I am very honoured to share the very first guest of the Entrepreneur Series, the founder of Australia's favourite clean beauty brand, Lust Minerals. Stacey Hollands is a mum of two young babes and after losing her dad at a young age to cancer, Stacey learned about the impact chemicals have on our health. A beauty therapist by trade, Stacey was inspired to bring a cleaner alternative to Australian women, minimising the chemicals put on the skin and in the body. With an almighty mission to provide women with an alternative to synthetic and harmful chemical-based beauty products that are available in groceries and pharmacies, Stacey took matters into her own hands and in 2014 launched her now clean beauty empire that beautifully marries clean with high performance to deliver real results. Humble, kind, and extremely passionate about making long-lasting positive change to our health and the environment, Stacey Hollands is redefining the beauty industry and gracefully showing women that feeling and looking our best doesn't need to be a compromise for our health. Hello, lovely Stacey, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting to you today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so genuinely excited. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, it sure is. No, I'm so excited to chat to you. I absolutely love what you're doing. I adore your brand and everything you stand for. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to get into this conversation. Oh. But I guess I'd love to start by finding out a little bit more about you and your career. Yes. And I yes. guess, you know, where the inspiration for your incredible brand, Lust Minerals, came from. I suppose I might start with a bit of a background on me so people understand where I've come from. But I studied fresh out of school. I went straight into my skin and beauty diploma, studied all about the skin, all about the body, really went deep into skin and clinical treatments. That was like my specialty. Um, And it was in about 2011. I was probably 21, 22 at the time. My now husband and I just freshly bought a house And I was really dedicated to creating results for my customers. Like I genuinely loved doing the skin treatments, but that was with the use of chemical compounds. Like I knew how to get results and I was dedicated to doing that, but that was with chemicals. And within this same time frame, eight hours a day, eight different facials on eight different clients. And I started to get like the hand burns, my hands would burn like literally from using so many chemicals. And when I say chemicals, it's well-known brands. Like I was just cleansing the skin and moisturizing, but they were still with the use of, of chemicals. And in this time is when dad became ill with cancer as well. And I think being a little bit young 
possibly naive at 21, 22, my outlet and my way of helping dad and when that sickness came about, all I did was research. I spent hours, like literally hours and hours of research. I just wanted to find answers to help dad. Like I just thought it's some sort of sickness in the body. It's a disease. Like I'm going to try and cure it. How can I do this? And upon doing all of that research, I really found lots of answers, but lots of clinical tests and things that connected chemicals with disease. And I think at this time I started changing lots in my life. Um, We limited, we washed our fruit and veggies. We went to purified water. We limited chemicals everywhere that we could. We implemented lots of healthy changes for dad. And at the time they gave him a prognosis of six months. And I think he was with us for well over two and a half years. So I'm really confident that making those changes helped. Like to a point where, you know, dad had lots of chemo, but he still had hair and he was still didn't get sick and things like that. So I'm really confident in reducing chemicals and how it has an impact in the body. And again, at this time, I started to obviously impact it in my life. I turned to mineral makeup and through those teen years with the stress of dad, I really flared up my skin. My skin was um, acne, hormonal. It was horrible really. Um, And I was stubborn and didn't want to go on the pill because that was the doctor's suggestion. So I turned to mineral makeup and that is when honestly my skin did make a change. It made a really positive change for the good. It started to heal up my breakouts. It wasn't clogging my pores. And at the time, it was about, I think it's $89 was how much a foundation was. And I was 21, 22, like I, I was in the industry, but buying that sort of makeup was still expensive for me. So I suppose this was the turning point for me. This is when I was like, right, it's helped me. It's been like this miracle for me. It's also allowing me to minimize chemicals. And this is my turning point when I just decided that I was going to make a difference and create my own brand that was affordable, that performed, because I think too, going back to mineral makeup back then, and a lot of us still believe it to this day, is they perceived it as it didn't perform. We looked for those high-end chemical brands because they lasted and mineral didn't and perhaps back then it didn't perhaps it was watered down or it wasn't made like it is today but that's why I wanted to change that perception um, create a brand that was affordable and that actually performed and that allowed me to reduce those chemicals in my body so that was the turning point for me and I think again coming back to being young I was naive I was like well of course I can create a brand like why can't I (laughs) I love that so much. Like I think sometimes that is the best way to enter the journey though, isn't it? For being just purely naive about what's actually ahead and what the process would be. Because I'm sure if you knew what it actually took to be where you are today, there would have been a lot more like fear or doubt in your mind. (laughs) Like I, I, I genuinely had doubt, but yeah, I think I was just so naive. I was like, as if I can do anything. Like, I'm just going to do this. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love that. And did you had you ever envisioned, like, that you would create a brand that it is today? You know, you've, you're adored by so, so many women. You know, I'm constantly Aww. just – it's flooded on Instagram. You know, everyone's wearing it and, like, speaking so yeah. highly about your brand and all for good reason. Um, yeah. Did you ever kind of, like – have that vision that that's what it's going to be or is it kind of just being a gradual process? 
I'm one of those people where I genuinely envision myself of where I want to be, like down to the street that I live in, like I envisioned myself and down to the car that I'm driving, like this was all in my vision board. So when I say, when you say, did you imagine the brand here? Yes, like I genuinely did. Um, To the scale, perhaps not, but I always had a vision of making a difference. And I think that's what drives me. Um, I love giving and I just feel so lit up when I get positive reviews or like people genuinely are like I'm helping people. I just, I really love that. That's what lights me up. Oh, I love that so much. And that just yeah. shines through you though as a person. Aww. So that's such a beautiful quality. <laughs> Thank um, you. I guess, did you have like a point in the journey, especially more in those earlier days where you were, you know, you had this idea for, for Lust Minerals and you were yeah. in, in the development stage. Did you have a point where you started to analyze or try to understand your strengths and what your role might be? Or was it kind of just a give everything you go and then you figured it out as you went along and built a team? <laughs> I always feel like, you know, at this point, it's like all yeah. in. <laughs> yes. yeah. Honestly, yeah, like I am an all in kind of person. And Liv, my business coach, says this is such an asset to me because it's sometimes not an asset and sometimes it's not a good thing. But I am genuinely an all in type of person. Like, jump right in, get stuck into it. And if there's a hurdle, I just jump it. Like, I, I find a solution and I'm trying to teach my girls this as well. Like, don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a solution and I will assess it and work you through it the right way to go about it. Because I just feel like that's helping them learn as well. But that's just me in a nutshell. Like I just, I'm just all in. I love that. That is so good. And it's obviously how you've got your business to to where it is today from being yeah. there. But I also love that solutions focused point as well. I think that yeah. is so important. And it's something that I actually learned you know, from being, having an events background and, you know, problem after problem. And I think having to find that solution in situations is so important. And it's a really beautiful quality that, you know, employees can have. I'm throwing this one in there now, but um, I guess, what do you look, look for in your employees or in your team? This is a bit of a story. And I think I have come so far from here and learning about employees and personality types and again I can thank my coach for this because she's really dug into personalities and and there's a place in the world for everyone and it doesn't necessarily mean it's in my business and I think really just understanding people and their personalities and onboarding someone who is coachable yes they may have some of the skill set but not the whole skill set and someone that is genuinely coachable, someone who you want to be around because at the end of the day, your work environment is literally probably where I spend more of my time. (laughs) So I want to be around those people that light me up and and who I perceive and who I want to be like. But I think I've learned a lot here and I think what the best value I look for in an employee is, is one, them, but two, the biggest thing, yeah, is are they coachable and is it someone that we can coach and learn with and grow with and someone who wants to learn and grow really. I love that approach and I actually remember reading that on your Instagram stories when someone asked you a question about that and I thought it's such an interesting thing because we do often get trapped in that thought of you know employing someone or having someone with all of the experience but that's a lot of the time a lot easier to teach someone than, you know, being that cultural fit or that right fit for your brand. So I really loved reading about that because I think that, yeah, it's it's definitely something that a lot of business owners almost get 
don't want to say, yeah, you kind of fall in that trap of, of chasing the experience. So yeah, yeah. I guess when it comes to your leadership, you know, you do have a team now that you manage. You yeah. also, you know, have external people, influencers and stuff that you work with. What's your leadership style and where has that kind of evolved from? Where's that philosophy come from? I think, again, it comes back to I've certainly grown as a person. Like my confidence has grown a lot and I think I was in a dark place when my Sophia was born and this comes back to employees and I'll share this story because I hope it helps someone and and if these people are listening, I still love you. You just weren't right for my environment but I was in such a dark place when Sophia was born. I was trying to juggle half working at home, being a mum with a two-and-a-half-year-old and a newborn and then trying to juggle this business that was literally at its booming stage, functioning 24 hours a day and I was just – relying on these employees that I have put a whole lot of trust in and I think at the time it actually was devaluing me because I was losing my confidence like they just weren't the right fit for the environment and it wasn't doing me any favors and I was literally in a really dark place and lost all of my confidence and this was the time that I I live like my my shining star came through and literally we onboarded live around this time and um, it was the best decision I've ever made because she's she's honestly allowed me and supported me to really grow as a person understand who I am and then teach that and leadership my girls in the way that I truly want to do so but as I say going back to before I'm big on teaching my girls and coaching them I'm not going to be like here's the answer this is what I want you to do go and do it I'm I'm trying to teach them and allow them to understand why that's the way we do things Um, and I'm really big on culture like we do group yin yoga meditation and pts and this morning I had a meeting and I said to the girls I wanted us all to set clear work boundaries because I can see they're all creating such a beautiful relationship but I don't want that to impact their work environment if someone says X goes and says, hey, why go and do this? And they take offense because they've asked them a certain way. I wanted to set clear boundaries. So when we're in office, we're um, colleagues. And when we're out, we can be besties. And then I also really find it important for them to set core values for themselves as well, um, just so that they can grow as a person. So I'm big on growing with my team. I've got this funny story that you'll laugh at, but I must say it all of the time unintentionally in the office. And I say, if you're not growing, you're dying. (laughs) So the girls bought me a present a few weeks ago and wrote on the pot plant, if you're not growing, you're dying. (laughs) Okay. Oh my goodness. I love that. (laughs) I know. It's so sweet. But like, honestly, I want nothing more than my team to really grow with me and um, be the best versions of themselves. So Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And what an amazing, you know, environment that you are creating. And so lucky for all of those girls that are a part of that to, you know, develop those skill sets and, you know, that growth as well. That's such a beautiful nurturing environment to be in. And I can definitely second you there with Liv. So anyone yeah. listening, um, Liv is Stacey's business coach. Who, uh, yeah, I, I do work with as well. And she's actually been a guest on the podcast. She was part of my Dear Future Self series because I just adore her and, and how she juggles being a mum and, and a business owner. So I can definitely vouch for that there. She's and I, amazing. Um, yeah, I love seeing yeah. what you two have created together. It's amazing. So 
Thank um, you. It's funny. Quickly touching on that, I got all of the girls to listen to the podcast today, that, that one with you and Liv, because that's on core values. So when I'm talking about it, I was like, this is going to back me up. Just listen to this. So <laughs> they are listening to that as we speak. Oh, thank you. That's so yeah. nice for all the support. I really, yeah. really appreciate that. I hope they enjoy it and stick around for, for the rest of the show. I guess I'd love to know, and I always find this such an interesting one, but what do you wish that you knew at the beginning that you know now? And I guess is is kind of like second nature to you now. What does stand out to me, honestly, is my environment. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about that now. Like, honestly, I was in such a dark place and and now like the environment I'm creating and seeing my girls grow, like some of them suffered with um depression and stuff like that and just saying like you have changed my life like I don't feel like I'm nothing and and that is honestly what stands out in my mind like that's what I wish I knew back then but in saying that I think I think just having a solid plan and just trusting yourself it's not that I didn't know this but I think at the end of the day we we get one life and we can live it how we envision it so I suppose one thing that I would say is just not to doubt yourself and really start with a business plan, start with what you know and just flesh it out as you go on. And then perhaps when you get to a stage on board, someone like Liv who can coach you and grow your skill set to be that best version of yourself, both business and personal. When that doubt comes in for you now, because, you know, sure we both know that it's it's not a magic thing that just goes away it's like the the more you're doing and the the more you keep stepping into that fear and outside of your comfort zone the doubt is still kind of there how do you I guess combat that now do you have tactics I'm pretty good now I do have tactics I suppose I just find a solution like I know it sounds cliche it probably does I don't know but I always find a solution like it's not even an option for me to to fail it's there's no option there like I just find a solution so when there is doubt I try and solve why I have that doubt and find the solution and move through it that way we'll be right back after this healthy break if you are a regular listener of this podcast you'll know I'm very passionate about helping you live a life full of good health which is why I'm thrilled to have partnered with Lust Minerals, Australia's favourite clean beauty brand, founded in 2014 by mum of two, Stacey Hollands. Lust Minerals is Australia's first all-natural mineral beauty brand that fuses clean beauty with performance and affordability. They are dedicated to making a difference through their products by offering high-performance mineral makeup that will change your skin, your life, and leave the planet a better place. Formulated with natural ingredients, superfoods and vitamins that are good for your skin and the environment, Lust Minerals products create real results, offer supreme performance and is better and cleaner for our health. Good health starts with Lust Minerals. To feel and look your best, head to lustminerals.com.au and use the code HEALTHYHUSTLERS for $20 off your first order or simply click the link in the show notes after this episode. And I guess in those earlier days, would you let it become more of something that would totally overwhelm you and take control or have you kind of always had that solution-focused mindset? Both, but I think my husband is very grounding. So 
when I did have that doubt, I would go to him and he would put me back in my place. (laughs) But um, I've been pretty good on, I've always been a solution person. It's just definitely evolved and the doubt becomes less if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. definitely. It's almost like it yeah. quietens down in your mind or you know yes. just not to listen to that. It's like, oh, my dreams are so much bigger than that fear and that doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I really like what you said about there's no such thing for you as failing and I think that, you know, that's such an important mindset shift to make as well of how you're defining failure because I kind of feel the same. I'm like, well, nothing's really failing. It's just a lesson or it's just, you know, I'd rather have done it and had a crack than to think, well, I didn't do it at all. Like that's to me, true failing is just not even trying at all. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that you touched on that. I think that's a really important, important thing. Yeah. And finding, like you said, the solution and the lesson in it. Um, and again, I do teach my girls this, like if there's something that comes up and Um, I perhaps don't agree with or there's a different path that I feel we should take I ask you to assess why and really learn that lesson but at the same time like there's things that you know yeah haven't gone to plan for me but I think it's never really failed as such because I've found the solution or just jumped the hurdle and gotten over it gotten past it yes yeah Yeah. so good to hear yeah and now I know we spoke at the start about your journey with reducing the chemicals and stuff around your dad's illness and I know that's obviously just such a normal healthy habit in your life now but do you have any other healthy habits that really just help you thrive and hustle to your full capacity? There's a few turning points for me here obviously I always I've moved to more of a vegan lifestyle and that was probably 18 months ago and I definitely feel a lot better in myself clear more like more clear-minded but other ways like uh, other ways that that perhaps um have supported me is making that change to get help at home when I was that in that dark place of trying to hustle and literally working every minute of my day while trying to look after a two and a half year old and a newborn um I think when I finally cracked and I made that decision to get help at home and introduce a, a nanny, and when I say nanny, I really hate the context nanny because people are like, oh, stuck up, she's got a nanny. It's not that at all. All it means to me is that I'm prioritising my time and best using my time in my work environment where I thrive. I'm the best version of myself. I can come home at 4 p.m. I still clean the house. My nanny virtually just looks after the kids. Um, but I still, I come home at 4 and I am like, present I am with them till between 4 and 5 p.m um my husband and I then you know tag team dinner before the whole bed you know bed bath comes into play but it allows me to be the best version of myself I can go to work where I honestly thrive and I love working I can I'll work the day I die probably but then I can come home and have the weekends and from four onwards with my kids and be 110% present whereas before yeah I was at home four or five days a week but I wasn't present I wouldn't even know what they did I can't even remember any of that time because all I was doing was juggling work and it was just such an unhealthy lifestyle for me so healthy for me is is working and having that help for the kids but then coming home and having that time and being present and being their mum and who they will remember me for, not who I was back then, you know? That is so beautiful to hear. I love that. And I think, you know, it's so important to have those conversations now as well about, you know, being so open about your situation and why, because I think, you know, we are in a generation where things 
are changing very quickly and, you know, a lot of women are working, you know, and I feel exactly like you where I'm so lit up by my career and by me working. Like I went back to work when Georgia was 10 weeks old because I was like, I just need to feel only two days a week, but still like it was, it was early, but it was literally just, I need to have this piece of me because I'm not being a good wife or a good mother or anything because I feel so almost stripped of, of who I was. And so having that, that piece of me again, again, it just made me so much more present and, and appreciative of the time that I had with her. So I love that you share that and you're so open about that because I think it can be very easy to feel guilty about that as a mum or think that, oh. oh my goodness, I'm choosing my career over my children, you know, all <laughs> yeah, of those, yeah. all of those yeah. scenarios come into play. Um, yes, but yeah. I think, you know, more women like you that are, that are owning that and showing that it is an important part of us, if that's what you desire, is, yeah. is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Being a mum, how do you juggle the home life and, you know, getting organized and getting to work. Do you, are you like very organized, structured type of person or do you have a bit of a routine in place at night? Well, I think I just wing it. I mean, I would love to know what everyone else does because then I would be like, oh, that's a good idea. But what I do is we get home at four, we have that time, we're very present with the kids and then we do the bath and bed. So we go upstairs by about six. So between four and six is a bit of play, a bit of communication, you know, really being present with the kids, having dinner, we go upstairs and then we do um, teeth, bath and, and books and bedtime. And then when the kids are in bed, like for instance, last night I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> so that's my time to spend on me. Yeah. <laughs> Love them. Um, but that's my time to spend on me. And then in the mornings, alarm is usually set about 4.30 I refuse, this is a funny story, I refuse to set my own alarm because when it goes off, I'm like, no, I'm not ready, leave me in bed. So I make James, my husband, set his alarm and he has to wake me up. So um, weird, I know, but that's just us. And then so we usually get up and that's when I sort of get ready. I try and get ready, shower, everything done, kids' um, lunches made, if I'm making lunches or um, breakfast made, their clothes out, their bags packed, whatever's happening for the day, I try and get all of that done before they wake up. And then I'm usually gone by 7.30 in the morning to go to work. So yeah, is that what everyone else wow. does? I'm 4:30. curious. <laughs> well, I don't get up at 4.30, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. That is such a Queenslander thing. I feel like yeah. Queenslanders are such early risers. <laughs> yeah. Whether here yeah. it's like freezing and it's like there is no way I'm getting out of bed before 6am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I would stumble into work after nine if I woke up at six. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I love that. That's such a beautiful approach. And I really love that you prioritize that me time of a night as well, especially coming, you know, from your mind on all day and making decisions and that fast pace to really have that time to kind of calm yourself and ground yourself is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think I need it. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone does really, don't they? <laughs> Just yeah. that, that little bit of downtime. <laughs> yeah. So what would be your number one tip for anyone who is looking to start a business? I know that there's especially a lot of beautiful mums that um, maybe in that situation that we were at one stage where it is hard to be at home all of the time and you kind of want that that piece of you. What would be your 
piece number one tip for anyone listening who's Ooh. yeah ready to launch <laughs> ready to launch well firstly just do it but no honestly um I bang on about this but I I come back to and, and dad has made me really realize that that we get one life like we can't come back and do it again you know we're 31 once we're 32 once so I'm really big on living the life you envisioned and I know that sounds like easy for you to say but really it's not like at the time last started, I was losing my dad. We just bought our first house. Um, I struggled to get myself to work for the first few months. Like I was just in such a, you know, this place. And it was it was a grind. Um, my husband volunteered doing some nights. He was a um, project manager for Rojic at the time. So he volunteered doing that so that we would save some money. And I think I invested 5000 into Lust when it started. Still self-invested to this day. So all I can say is, yeah, go for it, but just believe in yourself. Start with a business plan to the best of your ability. When someone told me to start a business plan, I was like, what do I do? Where do I start? But just start with your vision, get your goals on paper and then work your way back um, and work your way back to the start of how, where you would start. Um, and I would also start with like one, two and three year goals. And lastly on that set achievable goals. Like I think one little mistake that I probably made in the beginning was setting these unrealistic goals while trying to work and it didn't happen. So I started to then set weekly goals that I knew I could absolutely tick off. And that's just how you can chip away at it that way. And I know most people who would be starting businesses perhaps either have children at home or are trying to work full time. So those little weekly achievable goals is a must. And then that way you can see the progression and I think that's where those people are going to succeed at the end of the day. What's a piece of business advice that you've received that you just just really resonated with you and that's helped you, supported you throughout the journey? I think believe in yourself and one thing some of our friends who are in the mining game and doing really well probably two years ago said to me, he said, what is holding you back? And I said, money? And he said, but what's really holding you back? And I'm like, but what do you mean? I'm telling you money. And he's like, no, but like, you know that, you know, influencer marketing or Facebook ads works. So why aren't you investing that little bit extra into that to then bring more of a return? So I think what I'm getting at is assess what's truly holding you back. And I think what's truly holding you back isn't actually a roadblock. It's just your mindset. So working on your mindset um, and setting out comes back to setting those achievable goals that you can literally tick off and and feel good about yourself. When you get to a goal that you don't tick off, I think we get back, you know, we step two steps backwards. So setting those little goals and really being clear on your intentions, I think is probably the best advice that I was given and that I still think about every day. What was that process like for you when you were money was, I guess, a block or or something that was holding you back in your mind. How did you take that initial step of like actually investing, you know, you said Facebook ads, influencer marketing, like what was that shift for you or that process? Did you have to do coaching around that or was it just to kind of like an inner dialogue or yeah, I'd love to have a little bit more insight into that. Money wasn't really an issue at the time. Like there was, we, we were still doing well I think my mindset was blocking me and the fear of investing without a guaranteed return. So that was probably the biggest risk. But And you only need to start small. Like influencer marketing is 
the most amazing way to advertise an e-commerce business. And I genuinely only onboard influencers who genuinely love and use Lust every single day. And I think that's where I started. I just started with the ones that were actual customers and rewarding them for that. And word of mouth is our best asset. So that's how we started. And then we just started to learn and grow. And our profile now is is massive with influencers. But I can hand on my heart say that they're genuine people who genuinely love our products um, and they're the one helping us expand and and push my passion which is really just educating women and then also Facebook ads um, just doing some courses like there is easily online courses that you can do for Facebook ads and that's my husband's jam that's all he does that side of things but he loves getting creative with just trialing ads and doing tests and starting little and then going from there and I think at the end of the day influencer marketing and Facebook ads it's very controllable you can certainly control how much you're putting in and out each month um, and you can certainly see the return that you're getting from it so I think any spend in that area certainly um, outweighs the return like the return is always in in our my opinion hopefully if you do it right um, going to bring in tenfold so I feel like that's just such an important part of our business as well and that's such a good insight. I'd love to know how you, you know, you say that your passion is in that education space. How do you ensure that you are always staying true to to that piece and that passion? For me, I suppose chatting with the team and keeping the team on board and getting them really excited as well. But as I said at the beginning, like I, I genuinely get lit up by feedback and knowing we've helped women and I know it's like, how do you help women with makeup? But genuinely, like it's, I'm educating them and I'm wanting to educate them to make those healthier changes and also bring in products that aren't Band-Aids that are genuinely products that are going to feed the skin and, and heal the skin up. And you don't have to use things like the pill like I did to try and mask my breakouts. I wanted to internally find out what was causing that. So I think just my drive is literally the feedback. Like when we get DMs and messages, messages and emails and, and even our five-star reviews and, and any of some four-star of people loving our range is what truly drives me. And I really get the team involved in that so that they feel that fulfillment and it keeps driving them as well. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And I guess, you know, to finish off with our listeners, what would your Ooh. words of wisdom be? <laughs> If I could leave you with anything today, it's just ensuring that you're living your best best life. Like you only get one chance. I'd love you to check in with yourself and like, are you genuinely living the life and are you in a workplace that you genuinely love? And if you're not, change it. Again, I know that's easy to say, but there is certainly ways around making that change. And I think just really digging into your core values and knowing where you are as a person and where you want to be is probably one of the most important things. Like I just see so many of my friends, you know, nine to five job that they genuinely can't stand to be in. And it just makes me so sad. Like I wish I could employ them all, but I just feel like just check in with yourself, know, do the work on your core values and really be doing something that genuinely lights you up. Oh, that is seriously such beautiful advice. I love that so much. And yeah, I really hope everyone does check in um, with that because I think it's so important. And you, you know, you're just so right. We've, you know, we've got one chance at at this life. So let's make it a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) I love that. 
Now, Stacey, where can everyone keep in touch with you? Because I'm sure everyone's going to be wanting to keep following your journey. Um, So both personal and business, where can we find you? Of course. So up until about three months ago, um, I used to hide behind lust, but I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm just got so much I want to share. Like I'm just really on fire at the moment. And so I've opened up my personal page. I am there. I am wanting to educate and just really make a change and connect. Um, I've had quite a lot of businesses, um, a couple of mums reach out to me asking advice and I am all for it. Come at me. Like I would love to support you. So on my personal Instagram page and otherwise uh, our Lust Business page is where you will find me most of the time. Beautiful. And I'll link both of those in the show notes. Um, But I can definitely vouch I'm loving following your personal page, seeing all the kids' healthy lunchboxes and and your beautiful (laughs) morning routines and stuff. It's so nice. It's so inspiring. And I think as a a new mum and a business owner, it's just really amazing to have inspirations like you in my life to see Uh and to just watch you know, that it is achievable and it is doable yeah. to, to dream big and to and yeah. to chase those big visions while still also being such a present and nurturing and loving mum. So thank you Aww, so much for, for being you. such a wonderful wonderful inspiration in the world and all that you're doing to create such healthy change. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear because I was holding back for so long. So it's really nice to hear that and just going to drive me more. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.